0: Welcome to North Clay Baptist Church. We continue our uh, devotional series of reading through the Bible. Today we will take a look at Ezekiel chapters 13 through 16. In chapter 13, we read of Ezekiel's vision of the condemnation of the false prophets of Israel. In Old Testament Israel, if a prophet claimed to have a word from the Lord and it did not come to pass based on God's law, that prophet was to be killed. False prophets have plagued God's people from the wilderness to today. And here in Ezekiel's day, Israel had so departed from the law of God that they could not discern the truth from falsehood. The same imagery used by Ezekiel is the same imagery used in Matthew's gospel to describe the Pharisees, the false teachers of Israel during the time of Jesus, From verse 10 through 15, the term smeared with whitewash is used four times. White in the Bible symbolized purity and holiness. Much like when Jesus accused the Pharisees of being whitewashed tombs, here in Ezekiel, God is condemning these false prophets of the same thing. They are covering their filth, their deadness, with the appearance of life. And God is not only going to expose their deadness, He is going to judge it. Chapter 14, we read of God's condemnation on the idolatrous elders of Israel. Their fall, their apostasy is complete that not even Jerusalem will be spared. God uses an analogy that should remind us of Abraham's plea for God to spare Sodom for the sake of the righteous. Here, God mentions three men, Noah, Daniel, and Job. The Daniel mentioned here is highly debated as to whether it reflects or refers to Ezekiel's contemporary, who was also among the first deportees to Babylon, or another man named Daniel. Either way, the point of these men being mentioned is that these men's righteousness did not spare others of God's judgment. The world was not spared because of Noah, and Job's family was not spared because of his righteousness. And in chapter 15, Jerusalem is compared to a useless vine. In chapter 16, we read of some of the most graphic language found in Scripture. The faithless bride imagery used here is very intentional. God chose Israel to be his bride and adorned her and made her into a great and prosperous nation. So great that Israel forgot the one who made, who made them great and she began to play the harlot. The language goes even so far as to accuse her of paying for her harlotry. This morning we're going to take a look at the very end of chapter 16, verses 59 through 63. For so, Thus says the Lord God, I will deal with you as you have done, you who have despised the oath in breaking the covenant. Yet I will remember my covenant with you in the days of your youth. And I will establish for you an everlasting covenant. Then you will remember your ways and be ashamed when you take your sisters, both your elder and your younger, and I give them to you as daughters, but not on account of the covenant with you. I will establish my covenant with you, and you shall know that I am the Lord, that you may remember and become confounded and never open your mouth again because of your shame. When I atone for you for all that you have done, declares the Lord God. But God, I will remember my covenant with you in the days of your youth when I atone for you for all that you have done, declares the Lord. God's covenant with Abraham back in Genesis 15, in her, Israel's youth, finds its fulfillment in the Lord Jesus Christ to the glory of God the Father. Again, This very harsh language, very intentional and very harsh language used here in chapter 16 is ended with God remembering his covenant with them and he will reestablish the covenant with them and he will atone for their sin. This finds its fulfillment in the Lord Jesus Christ.